Hi, Watch Fam. Welcome to our episode 10. We have a very juicy episode planned for you for our 10th episode. My name is Gunn. And I'm Kaylee. What are we going to be talking about for mm-hmm. our 10th episode, Kaylee? 90 Day Fiancé. And I may actually be a 90 Day Fiancé, just to let everyone know. That is actually true. <laughs> Before you kind of skip to another podcast, I promise you that we will tie this back into watches. How are we going to bring this together? <laughs> yeah, we, we will bring this together. I promise we're going to bring this together. If you haven't heard about 90 Day Fiancé yet, I'm going to give a quick description. But I feel like the show has been blowing up during quarantine. But I want to get credit for being a fan since the second season. So almost the beginning. <laughs> You're an early adopter to 90 Day Fiancé is what you wanted to say. That, that is, is what I want to say. And I'll get to the reasonings <laughs> behind that. But first, I'm just going to I don't know if that's you... something you should be proud about. But okay, we'll put early adapter to 90 right. Day Fiancé. I'll, I'll explain <laughs> the roots to this in just a moment. But I wanted to describe the show, at least according to TLC's website. TLC is the network that airs this show. So I'm going to put on my podcasting voice pretty All soon. All right. I'll let you take your... <clears throat> From the top. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Getting through customs is just the beginning. With just 90 days to wed on a fiancé visa, follow international couples as they attempt to overcome cultural barriers and family drama while in search of true love that knows no borders. Using a unique 90-day fiancé visa, the K-1 visa, the foreigners will travel to the U.S. to live with their overseas partners for the first time. Get that green card. <laughs> The couples must marry before their visas expire in 90 days, or the visiting partner will have to return home. They'll have to overcome language barriers, culture shock, and skeptical friends and family, all with the clock that starts ticking the moment they step foot on U.S. soil. The stakes are incredibly high, as these couples are forced to make a life-altering decision. Get married or send their international <laughs> mate home. Makes it sound like a challenge, like a ninja warrior kind of challenge that you have to... Hey, I did a pretty good job. Yeah, you did, yeah. (laughs) So going back to why I started watching this show to begin with is I was flipping through the channels and I saw an ad for the show. The reason why I was so interested is because during this time, we were actually just about to start our 90-day fiancé visa process uh, because Gun's from Korea. And so I thought that this was going to actually be an educational TV show. In our defense, we want to highlight that's how we started this right, journey. Right, right. It was supposed to be educational, the informa- informative. I, <laughs> right. And I, I think I even messaged you like, hey, this is perfect. There's actually this TV show yeah, that's going to be about this same process that we're going to be going through. Like, I think this is going to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. And little did we know. Little did we know. <laughs> it is not that educational. But we would be hooked on it for years to come. Yes. It's <laughs> just straight drama. And TLC does a pretty good job, I would say, coming up with the drama, casting. I feel like every season gets better. And better. There's their resources that are infinite. I think their pool of candidates, <laughs> the yeah. content is pretty fire. Yeah. What's amazing about this show is it just started as 90 Day Fiancé. And I was looking, you know, trying to do some research for the podcast. Apparently, there are 18 different 90 Day Fiancé spinoffs. Wow. We haven't watched all 18. All on TLC, or I'm guessing some are probably not even on TLC, right? Some, I think, are web-only series. So the main ones that we watch are obviously 90 Day Mm Fiancé, 
Happily Ever After, which is about couples who have already been on the show. <laughs> then there's Before the 90 Days, which is <laughs> before this whole 90 day process starts. There's also 90 Day Fiance the Other Way. So those are kind of the, the bread and butter, I feel like, of the franchise. But then there's also web only series. There's like Facebook only the series. The spin off options are limitless when it comes to 90 Fiance, it seems like. It's really like the Marvel cinematic universe. <laughs> and I think that this is one of the main reasons why that ATT deal with Warner Media TLC. went through <laughs> is probably to acquire all this 90 day content. Yeah. We've been following 90 Day Fiance for so long. How come we didn't think that through to invest in TLCs? We should have really thought Discovery. about that. Yeah, I think Discovery. Discovery is the parent company. Oh. Only if we were invested in Discovery. Yeah. But as I said before, I'm going to tie this back into watches. Okay. So whenever I watch TV and I see someone wearing a watch, Mm -hmm. I like pause it. I'm like, gun, tell me, (laughs) is this a good watch? Is this, you know, tell me the the behind the scenes. We're risk creepers. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Risk creeping, yeah. Risk creepers. Okay, we just made that up maybe. Um, And early on in this most recent season of just the regular 90 day fiance there's this couple stephanie who's 52 from Mm -hmm. michigan yep and ryan her 27 year old fiance from belize yeah she always emphasizes that he's 27 in one of the initial episodes she mentions how ryan is this huge watch collector so my ear is kind of perked up Mm -hmm. so did mine yes mm -hmm. And then especially since she had mentioned that she was going to get him a couple of watches for her next visit to Belize. Mm-hmm. Because she yeah. was mentioning like, hey, I'm dropping like $3,000. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's And she was she mentioning these there. watches were in the thousand, like you said, thousand dollar range. So we're both very curious to see what kind of watches she's packing. When you saw some of the watches that she was packing, you're like, yeah, well, there is there's, no way yeah. she's spending that much. Even not knowing what brand it was, just like... You know, through the screen, you could tell that these are cheap watches. And I mean, okay, maybe not cheap, but these are awful watches. Like you just, I mean, yeah, these are really bad watches that you're you're just sitting there wondering how could you spend, you know, a few thousand dollars on these watches. Right. I mean, I don't want to bash anyone's watch taste. I don't know about much We did about some research. Watches, these but... were $3,000 Invictas were what these watches were. Supposedly. (laughs) And apparently we weren't the only folks who were kind of raising our eyebrows. And uh, Stephanie went to Instagram to clarify the situation. And she actually shared a screenshot Mm -hmm. of the Invicta Reserve snake watch. So that link that you shared with me, was that what Mm -hmm. she posted online? Basically, she posted a screenshot of the watch with a real toll price of like Mm -hmm. $3,500. And we had seen this on Joma Shop listed for $3,500, but it said 90% sell, and they were selling this watch for $250 online. Well, here's what she said. (laughs) Let me read the statement. There seems to be a lot of controversy in regards to a scene that mentioned a $3,000 watch on the show. It is being said the watch is only worth $250. I just wanted to clear the air and remind everyone that the show is not in real time. It's like a car. When it was a new model, it cost more. It's now a year old. Doesn't matter how new an Invicta is. There's no way anyone's paying $3,000 for an Invicta. So Stephanie got ripped off. <laughs> she got ripped off, yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Stephanie and Ryan, 27-year-old fiance, they don't end up working out. It's because she got her. She got him an Invicta. That's probably why. <laughs> I'd be pissed off, too. <laughs> if well, you tell he, me you got me a $3,000 seems... watch and it's an Invicta, we're breaking up. <laughs> he seems pretty happy about it. 
I make fun of Invicta, but I don't really know much about it. It's the mo- modern Invicta. I'm sure, like, maybe, like, Vintage Invicta back in the day, they were a great company. But now it's, like, we laugh about Invicta. Or, you know, I think a lot of people in the watch community would joke about Invictus, kind of similar to Daniel Wallington- Wallington's, which we consider, like, a fashion watch. What do you mean by a fashion watch? What does that mean? <laughs> well, it's, like, more for... Uh, well... <laughs> well... As a quartz collector, I can't hate on quartz watches, but a lot of times it's just the basic quartz movement with just something like a trendy dial. That but that's what you're all about. You're all about dial. Boo, that's why I was trying to word this properly. I okay. am about dial, but I'm, I like classy dials. These are more temporary, like fast fashion watches that the dials are very So it's like Forever 21. Yeah, Forever basically. 21 yeah, Forever 21 watches is how... You, I would put, you know, describe fashion watches, Forever 21 watches. Okay. <laughs> like I was saying earlier, each season of 90 Day Fiance, they have about five or six couples on the show. So there's another couple, uh, which is made up of Jovi, who is 29 from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And then his fiance, Yara, who's 25 from Ukraine. Jovi, I don't know what his actual job is or what the job title is. But he operates robots underwater on a boat. So he's traveling constantly when he goes out of town. It could be for like a couple months at a time. On the show, at least, yeah. He leaves for at least like three months at a time. But whatever he's doing, like he must be making pretty good money. Because he's got some nice watches in his collection, as we've seen. And it's not just him. I don't know if this is a thing within New Orleans, like if it's a regional thing. But all of his buddies that were on the show, like... All had Rolex GMTs on, like Jovi has a Rolex GMT, and I've seen him wear a couple of different Rolex watches throughout the show. And then whenever his friends make an entrance, like they're all having a Rolex on their wrist, so it's like a Rolex fan club over there. So I just didn't know if that's a thing within New Orleans, or if it was just him and his buddies that were interested in Rolex watches. But yeah, a lot of nice watches whenever they're featuring uh, Jovi and Yara. Because when we were watching, I think that's something that you noticed right away. You're like, Wait, is that is that a Rolex? Well, the first time Jovi, he had a uh, GMT Pepsi on his wrist, which is very distinct. It's red and blue. So I was like, I wonder if that's a Rolex. And they did a close shot, close up on the watch, and it definitely looked like a Rolex GMT. And then they showed his buddies, and they were all drinking beer, so it's you know a lot of like wrist shots. And I saw that all of them had Rolex watches on, so I was like, oh, that's really interesting. That season of 90 Day Fiancé has wrapped up. So now what's airing on TLC is 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After. As I explained a little bit earlier, this is featuring couples who have already been on the show, which is kind of nice because you get to see the continuation of some storylines. In a recent episode of Happily Ever After, Brandon from Virginia and Julia from Russia were stressing about their green card interview. And I think that that's something that we stressed out a bit about as well. I think when you're preparing for the interview, it is a very stressful. I mean, literally your future depends on this one random person deciding whether or not you get the visa. So it is a stressful situation. But I remember when we were watching the show, we were like, they're stressing out, you know, too much. Like, I'm sure it's (laughs) going to go fine. Uh, It kind of ended on a cliffhanger. It did. (laughs) We thought they would uh, get their visa, but they had some sort of trouble, so yeah. they had to submit additional paperwork. To provide some context, the fiancé visa is just one step in the process to get a green card. 
In order to get the fiancé visa, you have to submit a whole bunch of paperwork. And one of the things that you had to do in Korea was actually an interview at the U.S. Embassy, right? Correct. I had to do a U.S. Embassy interview. A random fact, some reason, I just remember that day, I was pretty nervous. My dad drove me to this interview, which I don't think my dad's driven me anywhere, but it kind of coincided because I had an early morning interview and my dad, it was near my dad's work. So he decided to drive me. And I think that's what made it even more nervous, the fact that my dad drove me for something. <laughs> I don't know. Did he give you a pep talk on the he way did. over? <laughs> my dad. <laughs> I appreciate you driving me to my interview, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I think that made it much more nervous, the fact that he was uh, a little bit antsy about this. So yeah, I went in um, the interview first. I remember it wasn't the smoothest interview, and I think they do this on purpose to kind of get you flustered. But then what saved me, the saving grace, was I had a Seahawks shirt on, and this guy was from San Francisco. He kind of made this comment about football, and I think he was trying to gauge whether or not I was actually I'd actually spent time in Seattle and like knew about these stuffs. Because in my interview, I'd mentioned that I interned in Seattle, and that was a good. Fight. I was like, oh, you know, while my wife and I we met in college. After college, I interned in Seattle so I could be with my wife. And so he asked me some random like football facts about the Seahawks. And so that just we just started talking Seahawks football. And I used to, and this was Sherman. This was when Sherman was on the Seahawks, so I remember <laughs> we talked about Sherman and some other players, and he's like, all right, I can tell you spent some time in Seattle, and you're not BSing about, you know, all these facts. And so it was literally the Seahawks that got me through that interview, and it went much smoother from there. And who would have thought a 49ers fan, a Niners fan, got me into the States, got a Seahawks fan into the States. So that guy, whoever he was... <laughs> Thank you for approving my visa, and now I'm here in the States because of you. Or thanks to you, not because of you. Well, thanks to yourself as well. I mean... For wearing a Seahawks shirt for I, my interview. I want to clarify, <laughs> this wasn't like a Seahawks jersey. Like, I would no, not no, recommend no. wearing... Wait, no, okay, let's yeah. clarify that. Yeah. I would never wear a Seahawks jersey to an interview. It was a long sleeve golf It was like a polo, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a polo. No, 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 it's a long sleeve golf shirt, but it has a Seahawks logo on it. It wasn't a jersey. It wasn't a Seahawks jersey, no. Just to clarify. A couple months after your interview in Korea, you came to Seattle, we got married, and then there was some additional paperwork that we had to do to adjust your status from a temporary visa, which was the fiancé visa, to a conditional visa, which is good for two years. And then after two years, you got to prove to USCIS that you're still a legit couple, and you found more proper paperwork to get permanent residency. Hopefully I'm remembering everything correctly. But anyways, it's after you get married that you have your interview uh, to adjust your status to that two-year conditional visa. During the interview, they really want to quiz you to make sure again that you're a legit couple, and this is an in-person interview that you do as a couple. Although, I think in some scenarios I've heard that they've actually split up the couple and have quizzed them That's separately. That's when you know it's intense. That's <laughs> when you know you're in trouble. And they ask you to be in separate rooms and they start interrogating you. Well, luckily for us, that didn't happen. Yeah, fortunately, we got to be in the same room. But nevertheless, before that interview, we did go through several practice questions that we found online of potential interview topics that could come up. So what I thought we could do today for the podcast is go through some questions that they ask 
at the interview and okay. we'll see if our our answers align. All right. So I'm gonna hit pause for a moment and we'll be back in uh we'll be back instantly because we're gonna edit this out of the podcast, but we'll be back. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. We are back. <laughs> we're gonna go through some USCIS questions. That's United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. So again, these are the questions that could have popped up during our interview. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Where did you meet? We met for the first time at the student union on campus. That is what I wrote as well. So far, <laughs> so good. Where did you go for dates? Campus uh, dorm cafeterias. That's true. I forgot how much dorm food I ate. What oh, was? I, remember I sponsored a lot of your uh, dorm food. That's true. <laughs> what was really cool about the school we went to is they had really good dorm food. Dorm food. Good. I actually didn't put dorm food, but I did put P.F. Chang's. That was our, you know, yeah. I know we're God. trying to bury that memory. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you mentioning that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, we didn't but, go to P.F. Chang's. Yes, our Valentine's, our first Valentine's together may have been spent at P.F. Chang's. In our defense, their lettuce wraps were pretty good. Their lettuce wraps were good. And they have That's a special deal. deal for Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good deal. Next question. How many people attended your wedding? About 50 or so. I also said 50 as well. Mostly your family members. Uh, my family couldn't attend since we only had, once the 90-day the process gets approved, you have 90 days to come to the States and then have a wedding. So it's kind of hard for us to plan. Everything was very last minute for us. Yeah. But, I mean, I think once it gets approved, you have X amount of time in order to come to the States. Yeah. But then, yeah, once you're in the States, it's yeah, only 90 days. 90 days to get married. Yep. Definitely makes it hard to plan. I know people who spend years and spend so much money planning a wedding. It was somewhat of a blessing in disguise to have a smaller wedding. I know 50. Mm-hmm. 50 by our, our standards is pretty small. Yeah. Like, obviously, I would have liked to have your, your parents there mm-hmm. um, and your brother. But I think considering how little time we had to plan it, we are pretty happy with yeah. how it turned out. What is your spouse's favorite or least favorite food? So for you, I said broth, (laughs) like some sort of Korean soup, I would say. (laughs) And for least favorite, I'd say, I said Italian food. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's actually really good. So for you, I put black cod. And then least favorite, I put spicy food. It was kind of hard for you. I was thinking like fatty food, spicy food. That's true. I don't like... Fatty food. I just don't like the texture of fat. So whenever we have like steak, I try to cut off all the fat. And give it to me, which works out perfect for me since that's my favorite part. I love all the fat. Give me all the fat. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. How do each of you get along with your parents' in-laws? I'll let you go first since... I I said well. Yeah, but then also, yeah, you don't really get to meet my parents that often. So it's... It's pretty crazy to think that I've... Only met your parents four times. Wow. Wait, really? I'm trying to think. You visited us in Korea. Because I visited when we were dating. Mm-hmm. After we had gotten okay. married. And then my parents came. To and Seattle. Then, and then Hawaii. And then oh, no, actually. So and then five, five yeah. times. Five yeah, times. Yeah, so it's five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I still probably have, we still probably have a lot to learn about each other. 
Korean mother-in-laws are notorious as any of you, if you watch Korean dramas, you know Korean mother-in-laws can be ruthless and notorious for being difficult. But Kaylee gets a pass since she doesn't speak Korean. Yeah, I think I am lucky because I just, there's that language barrier. I mean, I wish there wasn't that language barrier. I wish I knew Korean. And then also, since you don't see my parents that often. Yeah, your parents are, are really sweet, though. They've been very, very nice to me. And then for me, since my parents are in Korea, your parents have become, you know, but they're basically like my parents, you know, we spend so much time with your family. That was one of the things that I looked forward to most about getting vaccinated is just mm-hmm. being able to see my family regularly again. So, yeah, I'd say I'm really close. It's, I mean, I've known your family for, you know, 10 plus years now. So what colors are your spouse's pajamas? This should be very <laughs> easy for you. Well, it has to be very difficult for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you black shorts and then red jersey basketball top jersey <laughs> that is true very casual pjs i'm just all about that comfort yep since i'm done gun he wears something different to bed every night like, and you give me such a hard time for this yeah because i've never met anyone who doesn't wear like close to the same thing or doesn't have a set of like go-to nighttime clothes yeah i don't know yeah i've never really had a set like, I think this is, is a unique thing. Like, I don't really know other people's pajama really? habits. But, yeah, like, you literally wear, like, a different shirt every night, a different <laughs> set of sweatpants. And then it makes it so, like, at the end of the week, we have all this laundry to do <laughs> because you just rotate throughout your whole wardrobe, it feels like. Yeah, maybe I like fresh pajamas. I don't know. Because <laughs> I think, I don't know. I'm very curious to unique. see what other people say about this. Do you have a set of pajama that you go to? Are we there or do you switch it up like I do? Do you have like a pajama in rotation? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Let us know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tally this up here. We got most of it right. I feel like we got most of it right, but there's still some like curveball questions here. And especially when you're in a high pressure situation where you can imagine like people are going to have mismatched answers. Yeah, it's bound to happen. And then once you... Like we said, even though we were a legit couple, when you go in there and you're being interviewed, it's very easy to be. It's, you're easily you're intimidated. Yeah. 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 And fortunately, there's a lot of things on our side in that oh. I'm not 52 and you're not 27. Yes. That's in our favor. And we both went to the same university and everything. Like, it just matched up. You right. know, we met in college. And then you had visited me in Korea. We were sharing finances, which is also another important thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that... I think 90 Day Fiance, the TV show, is not good for. But I, I hope that it makes people more empathetic for what these couples have to go yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, because, true. yeah, for a lot of people, it's a super stressful situation, whether it's not being able to afford, you know, to go through the process or having to get a co-sponsor. So I can only imagine, you know, if it was just difficult for us to get through this process just due to the sheer amount of paperwork, how much harder it would have to be for someone who is mm-hmm. also dealing with language barriers or the being a financial yeah. strain. So we were very fortunate. Gun is uh, made the cut. I do have a green card. Or we, we as a couple made a cut. I have a green card holder now. But I'm very proud to say I'm a 90 day fiance and I support this TV show. So you should definitely watch it. Not as an informative tool or educational purposes, but just for pure comedy and pure <laughs> juicy content. Definitely, yeah. There's been so many different couples on 90 Day Fiance because they have all the spinoffs and they have all these different shows. But I wonder how many of these couples that have been on the show are still together today. Like, what would you say the percentage is? 
I think early on the success rate was probably higher because in the beginning seasons it felt like there were more couples on the show who were deeper in the relationships, more established, and were more confident about getting married. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like in more recent seasons, to try to pump up the drama, TLC is casting whoever they think is really going to generate the most views, the most cloud views. Cloud chasers. They're going for cloud chasers. Cloud chasers. <laughs> Which, to be honest, is okay with me. Like, it makes for pretty good entertainment. It does make for good content. <laughs> The one couple we know for sure is still together is Kyle and Noon mm-hmm. because I hired them to make us a cameo <laughs> for a- our anniversary. This did happen. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle and Noon, for the amazing video. You were you, really impressed. You outdid yourselves. And that was actually one of the more memorable gifts, even though... Wait, so would that be our NFT? I'm, I'm just curious. Would that be considered our, our NFT? Because we paid for that video. I don't think that's what makes it something an NFT, though. Because you're buying the digital rights to something. So we purchased the digital rights to this video. So I wonder if we're I like NFT... how you're pretending right now that you know what an NFT is. I don't know, but it's you're buying digital rights. <laughs> I still cannot, for the life of me, I do not understand why people are paying millions of dollars for YouTube videos. Well, <laughs> I still don't know if I want to call this an NFT, but it was... I would like to think it's an NFT. And Colin Noon, you guys did a phenomenal job. And didn't they even go to P.F. Chang's for us? And that was where we went on our first date. And I think they actually recorded the clip in front of P.F. Chang's as well, right? That's correct. Five-star service. That's that's five-star service. I think I did give them five stars because you can rate them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I said earlier, very high on the drama. So if you want to get in on that, highly recommend. Did I do a good job of tying this back into I, watches? I think so. We did talk about watches. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for our 90 Day Fiancé episode. Hopefully, um, we were able to introduce you to a new TV show and some new Invictus as well. <laughs> Bye. Peace. If you're enjoying My Last Watch so far, please give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way to help get the word out on the show. Thanks so much.